0: Welcome. Thanks for listening. This is episode six of Beyond the Illusion. In this episode, we have a conversation with Valerie Bachman. She has a sound healing therapy practice here in the Austin, Texas area. If you've never heard of sound healing, I'll give you a brief definition. Sound healing is where a practitioner uses specific sounds or music with the intent of improving the health or well being of the person or people receiving the sound healing. We all know about the power that music has on us. It has the ability to elicit powerful emotions in us, and it does this to us simply through patterned and rhythmic sound vibrations, which is quite amazing if you consider this for a moment. It just goes to show that the potential of sound vibrations for healing could be significant. People have discovered countless ways of using sound waves throughout history, all the way from deepening a meditative state to levitating objects. In fact, there are so many facets to this topic that we could probably make five episodes just on the power of sound. But I won't overwhelm you with all of that right now. Instead, let's start by going to the conversation with Valerie and let her talk about sound and how she uses it in her practice. Enjoy
1: do something interesting to get us grounded and centered and connected with the sound that we can all do? Yeah. So we've, most people have heard OM, right? The OM, which does correlate to the sound of creation. So everything in the universe became something because of a sound, which is really cool. But if you do the AUM, I'm sure you both know that one. So if we do it individually...
0: You probably noticed us giggling with each other just now. Well, we just started recording with Valerie and all of a sudden this fly starts buzzing around the room, and if you listen carefully you can actually hear it.
1: And then together, see where you feel it in your body, and then I'm gonna tell you what it's doing.
0: I apologize for the interruption here again. At this point in the recording, Valerie had us chant ohm a few times together. And although that was a great experience, it was not that great on the recording because I think we were a little nervous and the fly was buzzing around the room and it just created an awkward situation that I didn't want you to have to sit through.
1: That fly is hilarious. So even at the end of the sound, that silence, you can still feel something, right? So, the ah, if you could feel it in your body, really resonates in your head, getting the vibrations clearing the mind. The ooh is really in the throat and in the heart. Um, you can feel it a lot coming down into the body, and the mmm travels all the way down, resonating deeply within the bones and the muscles.
0: Yeah, I definitely feel that, yeah. like that. Mm, and then it goes down like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: so that's a nice thing that anybody can do for themselves any time of the day. Or if you're feeling stressed, just do the A-U-M and it's really just taking you from connecting, centering, and grounding.
0: That's awesome. I'm, we're going to, we're going to have to get this fly. I was
2: going to say the same thing.
0: (laughs) And then we paused the recording here to try to get the fly out of the room. And it just kind of disappeared after like five minutes we couldn't locate it again
2: i think it's crazy you know how much sound affects us and yet how little we pay attention to that it's like now sound healing seems to be or maybe it's just in my world but it seems to be gaining popularity and it seems like oh it's this new fad but it's actually the oldest form of healing probably that existed Mm -hmm. you know and is universal again around all cultures?
1: Yeah, it actually started in the 12th century. So it's been around for thousands of years. Um, Mostly it's been used for ceremony and rituals and entertainment, but it's always been a form of healing in some way through all these cultures. And it's finally making its way to the Western world with our Eastern bodies, you know, so it's really nice that people are taking the time to understand that connection. I, t- I told
2: Tim this story,
1: but um, it was funny for me, having been
2: on a spiritual path for, I don't know, I think it was like a couple years. And then I went to this school, um, this metaphysics school called Delphi, and they just had this track of classes to become this like master metaphysician program. And so I was just taking each of the classes because I wanted to to do the program and I remember when the, there was a color and sound healing class, which was the next one on track that I needed to take. And still at that point, I was like, "Well, that's dumb. <laughs> if color and sound were so healing, then I mean, we all see see color and we hear sound every day. I'm sure you know we would. Everybody would know about this already." <laughs> and so I, I was like, "Oh, that's that's kind of silly, but okay, I have to take this class." And then the very first day of the class. The first class was in this like round room, and then the teacher had us all just, you know, close our eyes and tone. Aww. And that just took me out in the cosmos and <laughs> took me to an altered state of being. And I was like, okay, I'm convinced. Wow, that was incredible um, how powerful that was and how quickly that worked for me. And, and then I, I was really a believer after that
1: another cool thing is when you're in a group of people there's more than you and you're all toning together or sounding together there is a link your energy and your brain waves link together
0: yeah i i've experienced something similar to that you know i was going to say um before i talk about that that when there is something about sound i feel like You know, I don't. I don't know if it's just the music or if it's just sound specifically, and maybe like the rhythmic sound. But when you're like in a a certain mood and you put on music, it can really it can either change the way you're feeling or it can enhance the way you're feeling at that moment. And you know, you have to think like, what is it that's doing that, you know, because it happens on a bunch of different levels. It's not just in your mind, you know, things are just happening, but it's your whole body. You're feeling a big difference when you, when you go through that. I've even noticed that it's different when I have headphones on than when I'm listening to it through like a loudspeaker and the vibrations are hitting my whole body. Mm-hmm. It does have a different impact on me, uh, both psychologically and physically, I think.
1: Yeah. yeah. So. It does. When you feel it on your whole body or back in the days where we danced at the bass speaker to yeah. feel it in your body. Yeah. I might be aging myself, but...
0: Um, <laughs> no, they still do that.
1: Yeah. 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 There's, uh, there's definitely something to that vibration where it's, it does create a shift in your field or fields mm-hmm. within and without. And um, depending on where you are and what you need, you know, it can be too overwhelming and you want to back up a little bit or how you tend to listen to something sad when you're feeling sad because it emotes that feeling and it helps you release it. Yeah. Um, And how if we didn't have music or sound in our world, how sad that would be. And with the headphones, what's really cool is when you have it directly on the ears, it triggers the vagus nerve which wraps around most organs and through your body. And so that tone and that frequency and vibration is going through your body internally.
3: Oh, wow. Yeah,
1: and the brainwave specific from your ears, uh, the the sound is registering in the brain first, mm-hmm. and so it triggers that electrical stimulation. It, creates a brainwave depending on what you're listening to, whether it's high or low, calming or stimulating, and then those signals go out throughout your body wow. and give you the feeling. Yeah. And speaking of headphones, uh, I don't know if you've heard of binaural beats. Mm-hmm. That's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of people are understanding what that is or at least they know that f- makes me feel good or I can go to bed when I'm listening to those. But when you listen with headphones, it's actually really important to do it that way because what it is, is a different frequency in each ear Mm. and your brain comes up with a third sound so it does the math and it takes the difference so if you had a 20 and a 15 in either ear the difference is five so your brain makes it a five
0: so what you're hearing is not the 12 the 15 and the 10 like you said it's the five
1: right oh so i didn't know that yeah and and by doing that it the left brain and the right brain it's triggering a balance oh. and mm-hmm. so the hemispheres can be at ease and flow together at a rhythmic
0: oh wow i didn't state. i didn't even realize that because i listened to those i but i didn't know that's what they were doing is that your your mind is processing it in a way that makes you actually hear something different mm-hmm. oh wow that's so, so it, interesting
1: yeah it triggers balance mm. and through that the neurons and everything firing is triggering calmness and balance. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah. Um, I want to bring this up real quick before I forget, but, um, my wife was watching this show about uh, marching bands and it's like a whole reality thing and you know, she's into the drama of it, but I thought it was so interesting because, um, it showed the percussionists and they were all around in each other in a circle. And then they were like, they started doing these, this dance and i was like wow that looks like really tribal yeah. like it looked really primitive and tribal the way they were doing it and it looked like like something they were just doing naturally like they were having a good time oh, doing yeah. it and it like it to me i saw that and i was like wow look look what that triggered in them like something that's really deep inside yeah. of us you know
1: it is tribal and I,
0: yeah i could see that this was like a little ritual that yeah. they were doing
1: i love marching man and, so much for that reason the <laughs> really. percussion Uh, I was on the dance team in high school, but we were part of the marching band, Mm -hmm. and so I was just obsessed every time the drummers came out or the percussion, and and it is, they just really get into it, Mm -hmm. and the drumming has been used for centuries and centuries, especially the Native Americans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and
0: I think it's kind of like what you were saying earlier, where there's a connection that you have when everyone's Mm -hmm. hearing the same sound, you're vibrating at the same level or something.
1: you become one. Yeah, especially in that circular form, just like in the classroom, how perfect and smart of the school to do that because the resonance is so strong.
3: Yeah. So you
2: you mentioned in high school and I was thinking like, you know, yeah, what got you interested in sound healing or when did you know that that's what you wanted to do? I'd love to hear that story.
1: Yeah, that's a a little all over the place, which I'm sure is how we get to where we are, right? Uh, I I was obsessed with those the drummers and the sounds of the band and dancing to it. Uh, I never knew there was anything like sound for healing. I just knew that when I heard certain sounds or certain music, it made me feel different things, Um, like songs that literally tug your heartstrings. You know, there's something to that. And I grew up in a small southern town, and it was just more... Close-minded, off of holistic healing and things like we just didn't know. Uh, and then went to college, and after college, I went to uh, Los Angeles because that's where you go. <laughs> and uh, I was working in movies and in film, and everyone was so stressed out that I would just start putting my hands on them, and I didn't know I was doing energy work, which I didn't. I realized later, as a kid, I was doing that too with people.
0: No, what? It's, sorry, I'll, I'm going to yeah, say this I was real like, quick. What's
1: that sound? The clicking the, There's a clicking sound, <laughs> uh-huh. but it's
0: in every recording because it's actually... Oh, this. The headphones, when they move,
2: oh, it makes I've a never clicking sound. Oh, I noticed it till today, and then I thought, oh, maybe it's him yeah, playing I with the cord. I
0: think it's because our our, uh, <laughs> our yeah. headphones are turned up, okay. so, and you can hear everything. Yeah. The recording doesn't sound as sensitive as what you're hearing in your uh, ears. The recording actually sounds okay. pretty normal.
2: I'm so sorry to interrupt That's you. So it That's was just, like, really noticeable. Yeah,
0: because your headphones are turned up. yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> like like that fly when that fly was in yeah, here? Yeah, the won't, fly
2: is still in here, by the way, but you it won't, didn't make a sound.
0: Oh, yeah, you won't hear that on the recording because I have the compressors on and oh, so that kind of stuff are- doesn't... Well, I was wrong about that. You can actually hear that fly at the very beginning of this episode, but you can't hear it after that. And I did leave this whole section in there because I wanted you to understand, if you did hear a little clicking sound once in a while, that was the headphones that we had on. Every time someone moves their head, it makes a little sound. So I am going to take care of that for the next episode. And I think we're all just being hyper aware of what we're hearing because we are talking about sound. And Valerie does say that here in a few seconds.
2: Sorry, so, yeah, you normally don't hear all of that stuff. No. So today I was like, why are we everything?
1: Because yeah. we're talking about sound. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're yeah. aware of it. I
2: know,
0: we're like hyper aware. <laughs> yeah. So, Yeah. But um,
1: Which to, was, okay. she didn't finish telling oh, her yeah. story. Yeah, yeah, so so, um, so I went to L.A. and I was working in film where everyone's stressed out. Mm-hmm. And so naturally, my body and my energy just wanted to go to those people and put my hands on them and calm them down or massage their shoulders or um, anything I could think of to help calm them and they started saying you should get paid for this you're really good at calming me down <laughs> like you know you're right so I found a school there in Culver City called Institute for Psychostructural Balancing. Wow! it was a massage and energy school and this was 20 years ago and it was mind-blowing and life-changing it was finally a place or a school or people who could explain the world, the spiritual and energetic world to me, and in the physical body. So combining the body-mind, we're not cut off at the throat, which a lot of people are energetically, and you're just thinkers. Do, 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 think, 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 you're not in your body. Uh, and how important that is to make the connection and that it is the same thing. Uh, and so I went through all of the courses there and did you know, polarity, cranial sacral, massage of all kinds. Uh, and then I went on my way for 10 years, kind of continuing that path and doing um, the work, body work. But I moved around a bit, went to New York and then I came to Austin. You don't have clients and so you get the normal job, in quotes. Um, and so I got lost a bit in that. But I realized I was really craving that again and what triggered it is anytime I would hear chimes, bowls, uh, anything in a temple, it just really moved me and so I thought could I do that to people would it have a reaction to other people like I'm responding to it and so I looked around and there's a school in San Francisco uh now it's called the Globe Institute uh it was the what was it called um sound and unconsciousness or something. But I think it's the Globe Institute now. And so I studied with them and learned all about sounds and theories and different modalities and and sat with that for a bit. And then I I thought, being a human, oh, it's just gonna be this one thing. But once I got into it, there were so many branches. Like, oh my gosh, there's tuning forks, there's frequency-specific work, there's crystal work, there's energy work, there's crystal bowls, Tibetan poles, chimes, drums, flutes, like all these things. So I just started diving into one at a time and what was calling to me. And now what's happened is I mix them all together. And I'm still learning, I'm still studying, it's part of my path is self-study. Uh, so it's, as as we do on our path, we find things to heal ourselves, but in turn we can heal others. And so it's been really lovely to show people and let them feel, and it's a tangible experience, Um, using sound and and everybody walks away like, what just happened? I feel so relaxed. Now my body's vibrating. Yeah.
0: Does that last for a
1: while? if you can stay in an environment that's calm Mm -hmm. but if you go back out into the stimulating world like if you go right back to work or if you have a a to-do list and you just go right back into your brain then not as much yeah so is it the way that you work with people is it um, and I had an amazing
2: session with you and I did feel like I was in this kind of altered state and my spirit guide talked to me and and all of these things um, you know and that's but that's sort of normal for me too. But um, I think when I saw you, which was a couple of years ago, I don't know that I had a specific um, focus or intention, but I was wondering, I'm sure many people come to you that do have a specific focus or intention. And then is it sort of prescriptive as far as Um, you know, which of all of those many tools that you choose to use during that session, it might be different if somebody said, I have recurring headaches, or it might be different if somebody said, I have
1: inflamed joints or things like that. Mm -hmm. It's yes and no. Um, The people that are aware of uh, the benefits can say, I really want to experience the sound bowls, or I get migraines, or I'm battling cancer right now or I have fatigue and depression, anxiety, I can give them a specific, but I love mixing it up. Most of the time, I'd say 99% of the time, people just come and they go, I don't know, do whatever you wanna do. <laughs> do your thing, which I love because then I can add the intuitive and empathic part to it. Uh, and and then the tools just call to me and they're like, I, use me, use me. And then just reading the body or the bodies um, of the person that's on the table, then I can allow them to experience different things that they didn't even know they needed or wanted.
0: Yeah, that's how I would do it. I would just let you kind of do your thing. And I'm going to make an appointment with you. Yeah, to go see it because I'm really curious about, you know, what it's like to to go through your your whole thing. Can you explain that to us? Like if a client goes to you, what, what kind of experience are they gonna have?
1: Sure, for the private clients, um, that's not just a sound bath, not that it's just, but a lot of people know sound bath because it's used with yoga or with meditation or different gatherings and that's just using usually crystal bowls or gongs or things that have a, um, a deeper tone and then everyone lays down and it's like a meditative state. But for privates, which is really special, you come in and we sit together and chat and just check in um, and tell me anything you'd like to tell me what's going on or just, I don't know, let's get started. And then uh, you'll lay on the table, which is a vibroacoustic table, and it has low frequency speakers specifically placed, so your entire body vibrates. Oh, wow. I remember that was incredible.
2: I was like, whoa, it was very powerful.
1: Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. so it's you, pretty awesome. you're
0: laying on a bed that has the sound coming up from the bottom through it? It's
1: in it. So it's a oh. memory foam bed. Uh-huh. Or it's called the sound table. And inside the memory foam are the speakers.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So it's
1: really close to your body. Yeah. And you're just kind of melting nice. into the table. Yeah. Yeah. And so that goes through an amp and then through my computer. So I get to choose what to play depending on what you need and so since it's a low frequency it's really soothing and calming um all of the sound is physical mental emotional spiritual you know you get all the psychological um, experiences as well as the spiritual and emotions arise and memories arise and I create a sacred space. I do add a lot of spirituality to the to that. So before you even arrive, I'm doing work. I'm calling in your guides, calling in mine, the ascended masters, um, healers, loved ones, the Hathors, you know, a- anybody in anything, any color, any frequency, any energy, any being that is for your healing today, please be here. And then close it in as above is below, as within is without get into my heart center, and then that way when you arrive, it's set. So you already have that ready. Okay. And so if somebody's not into spirituality, or they think, well, it's a little woo-woo. I don't, I don't have any spirit guides, they don't even know. They uh, do now. They do now. <laughs> 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 they're not listening to this right? podcast if they're not interested yeah. in spirituality. And so when you lay on the bed, uh, I'll start the vibroacoustic, to get your body starting to relax, which triggers your mind as well, and all the other aspects. And usually, at that moment, I'm doing an energy check on you, uh, and then I'll start Reiki, or polarity, or do a little cranial, whatever energy modality that you need at the time, and so you, Pretty much the entire session I'm doing energy work with the sound. You just don't know it because you've got your eye fold on. And then with the massage background and the body mind, what that taught me is where emotions and traumas get stored in the body. So by the way, walk, watching you walk in, the way you sit, your gait, any of that, the way you lay, tells me already messages of what's going on in your body Oh wow. and in your life. And so I can start while you're having the sound work on your body, then I'll use my energy or even actually shift your, your body, a um, little range of motion or something, or, or, or pulling on some muscles and bones um, to, to shift you physically back into balance. And then a lot of times what happens when you get moved out of your pattern, you might become a little uncomfortable or the feelings come up or the trauma comes up. But then you've got all the sound and the loving energy that is there to support, and therefore it it releases. And then I will take all the Tibetan bowls. Uh, I usually use seven to 10, at least seven, one for each chakra or energy center in your body. And each bowl is a specific note. So there's two forms of thought. There's the Ayurvedic and the Himalayan layout. And so I tend to use the Himalayan because I learned on Tibetan bowls and I I like the feel of that. But regardless, it's doing something. And how that works is I'll put the bowl specific to the area right next to or on top of your body and then do specific, like a not a routine, um, a
0: method or technique? Yeah, there's yeah. there're
1: different techniques for what you need. Mm-hmm. So, how you sound the bowls. Okay. Where you strike it, how you strike oh. it, and getting that energy moving. So, a lot of times people need relaxation to start with and just calming, and so there's mm-hmm. a, a specific uh, way to do that. Going from bowl to bowl or doing them at the same time or on your heart and the way that you can sing it or ring it. Really changes depending on where you are at that moment. It sounds very um, intuitive and creative on your part as a yeah. practitioner. Yeah, which I love. I'm super in my element when I get to do that. So it's not just okay. You're here for relaxation. I'm going to do B D B D G C. Yeah, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's there is some some technical aspect to it though. Like yes, it is yeah. technical.
1: Okay. There is a skill. Um, a way that you can specifically treat, which I do and it is really nice, but then you can you can add to that intuitively as things come up. And then after, while you're doing the, the Tibetan bowls, the table is off, so you can only hear the bells of or the sounds and the ringing of the Tibetan bowls. Would you like to hear what, the, since we're talking about the Tibetan oh. bowls, yeah. what they sound like?
3: Yeah, yes.
0: So she she brought some of her bowls with her, and she's going to show us what they sound like.
1: So this one is one of my favorites, maybe because it's for the heart. And there's different mallets that you can use, or strikers, um, which is just that, the way you strike it, how it sounds. Here's one way. kept going i actually stopped it that and, was impressive yeah it, yeah it the ring it really sings so why yeah. there's singing bowls you know the the frequency and the vibration and the acoustic really wants wants to get to you and it's harmonic like it's a harmony it's that was the note of d mm. and in my world it's for the heart mm. and uh, i i love that one so that was with one of the bigger strikers and then the more traditional that you might hear is this one. Let's see if this comes through. Not as much, but you can. You can ring it. You can hear a little bit of the woah woah woah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's oh, take, yeah. taking the striker around
2: around the bowl. So the different strikers make a different sound, mm-hmm. and then also depending on where you hit it, it makes a different sound, or not it
1: so much. Ca- it can. So the more the the wooden strikers mm-hmm. that it would be tenny. You want to hit it just at the rim, mm-hmm. and then with the other strikers, kind of at the m- middle to the top, but you want an upward angle and then one other one I brought is the note of E and that's for your third eye so let's see if you can feel the intuition opening up okay
2: want to go out and buy one of those those are incredible (laughs) so
1: everyone should have one Mm -hmm. the way you feel it in your whole body yeah
2: you really do feel something
1: Yeah. yeah it's surprising yeah yeah it's really cool how that happens and and if you are to go get a bowl don't think about which body part do I need just listen to the bowls and see which one calls to you and with your intention you could have one bowl and your intention could be set for whatever you want to work on so it could automatically and harmonically go to one part of your body, and um, because that's the the natural rhythm of that part of your body. But you feel it everywhere, and with that intention, you know, just like a prayer or a chant or anything, it goes. Energy follows thought. Mm-hmm. So think about what you need at that moment, and from that bowl, and strike it, and just be there with it.
0: Where did you get your balls?
1: Uh, my Tibetan bowls, I got most of them from this man named Soren who has a vibration school in Colorado.
0: Okay. So you've had them for a while then? Mm hmm. Okay.
1: I've gotten a couple from Nature's Treasure, I think.
0: Oh, they have some there? Yeah, oh, some, okay.
1: they usually have some there. The, the place they, that has rocks and crystals uh-huh. and stuff? Oh, okay, yeah. The Wee Rock place? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that place is awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: yeah, it is. I haven't been there in a while, though. But my kid, she, she used to love to go there. You know? yeah. like, oh, I want this crystal. I want that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of crystals, you can also put a crystal in the bowl and sing it. And so the power of the crystal and that frequency bonds and binds with the bowl for extra power. Oh, wow. So if you wanted the D bowl and you had, you, know, you wanted to open your heart or heal your heart, you could put a rose quartz in it. You'd want to put something soft between the two. I was going to say, does yeah, it rattle? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, it would rattle. Okay. Just put a little felt or little piece of something between, okay. and see if you can tell the difference. It's really cool, and you can put water in a bowl too. And I don't know if you've ever heard of cymatics. Mm, mm-hmm. It's the yeah. yes, the image that comes from sound in water.
0: I was gonna ask you about that, yeah. yeah. That's really interesting. So it makes different patterns, right? Yeah, I was Basically. saying
1: we could put some water in there, not that any listeners could see it, yeah. but maybe later. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, you can put water uh, in a bowl mm-hmm. and, and strike it and see the pattern that it makes. So then do the different bowls make different patterns? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, yeah.
2: Can
1: you be... can see it mostly on, um, what most people do with cymatics is they have the metal plate and there's yeah, like sand or s- something on it. I've seen it on with it. sand, yeah. yeah. And then it's it's um, electronic sound, usually, you, yeah. through it, uh-huh. a specific frequency. Like the ohm, if you put that through there, it would make a symbol.
0: Yeah, that's super interesting. I've seen those videos where they do that, and they play different frequencies through and it, it and it makes different patterns, you know? And some of them are very geometrical, you mm-hmm. know? There's the shapes. and
2: So then it makes it seem obvious to me that then how that would affect the cells
1: of your body exactly Mm -hmm. i was just gonna say that is and that sound travels four and a half times faster in water than in air and what's our body made of yeah right mostly Mm -hmm. water so sound is actually traveling that much faster in our bodies and in our cells and it's really impacting everything on a cellular level yeah and then so with
2: all the sound pollution that we have in our world now then it seems like it would be even more important to utilize sound healing Healing. because we're unintentionally being bombarded by all of this probably I mean if there's healing sounds there must be um, harmful sounds too I would assume yeah
1: you can hear sounds sometimes and they're really startling or it hurts You know it's it's really sharp or have you heard of the brown note the military has oh i don't know maybe we should talk about that but yeah it makes you poop your pants yeah
0: (laughs) yeah and that's a real thing it's a real thing where they can send a sonic wave at you that's a very low frequency and it can affect all your organs yeah yeah it can even kill you yeah yeah
1: so sound has also been known uh to levitate objects
0: yes and well it's
1: been proven yes and the question arises too is you know in egypt and the pyramids and all of that did they use sound to lift mm-hmm. stone and place them I yeah mean,
0: it's certainly possible mm-hmm. i mean it's not outside the realm of possibilities i mean they can make stuff levitate now with sound yeah. so why why couldn't they make other stuff you know Do even Yes.
2: Do they have YouTube videos? Oh, saying. yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I have to look yeah, that Yeah, they,
0: they have like a tennis ball, and they are like two speakers pointing at it, and it'll hold the tennis ball in the air. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. They even have uh, something called Sonic Luminescence, where they play like an extremely high... They have to have special equipment to do this, and they can make it in a test tube somehow. I don't know how that works, but they can make light appear with sound.
1: So yeah. So that's
0: really something. You know how that works? Is I Is that...
1: So everything... This is the cool thing too. Is the scientific part going back to the if you believe in the Big Bang or the explosion that a sound created the universe, or um, that this the like Sanskrit or the sounds of Om opened up the world. So everything is moving on the atomic level, right? Everything in the universe isn't really matter. Mm-hmm. It's.
0: It's, really, it's like yeah. vibrations, really. So yeah. if
1: you have a vibration, what do you also have?
0: You have sound. Yeah. sound. You have to. Yeah. yeah.
1: And if you have a color, that also has a vibration. Because like the speed of light and the speed of sound and all that. But if every color has its own frequency. Mm-hmm. So if thankfully we can't hear everything in nature. Some of it's pretty cool if you do hear it. But everything is making a sound every every single thing is making a sound in the universe
0: yeah we're only tuned to hear a specific range of those mm-hmm. sounds it's same with light we yeah. we our eyes can only see certain frequencies you know like we can't see x-rays but right. they're still there
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so
0: same with sound yeah. yeah i imagine that's true where i mean even like with animals they can hear outside of our range mm-hmm. so they hear things we don't hear so i wonder i always wondered about that like what it must it sound like to them to walk around the world you know maybe maybe
2: in your next life
1: tim right <laughs> well, be careful what probably, you wish for <laughs> yeah
0: it's probably like talking into these microphones where <laughs> <laughs> where you can just hear every little thing
1: have you ever um, heard the bioresonance resonance of, of plants no no people do that and you uh, they hook up little speaker pads or microphone pads on leaves and then hook it through a system or their computer that can increase the octaves so we could hear it and it's beautiful and then you can touch the plant and it just is like
0: it'll change
1: wow
0: that's fascinating
1: yeah it's
3: alive yeah
0: that's like, um, they thought that there was like nothing happening in outer space. Like, cause there's no medium for the sound to travel through, but, um, somehow they figured out how to, um, hear the sounds of outer space, like through these, I guess these light waves that right. they're translating. Like you said, with the plant, they're translating them into a different octave or something. And then you can hear what it sounds like out there. And it's, it's like it's that. It's really beautiful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was going to mention too, when you were talking about geometric shapes and in the cymatics, uh, scientists and physicists have come to the agreement that everything in the universe is geometric. When you go in, 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 it's sacred, sacred geometry. Mm hmm. So how cool that a sound also makes those geometric shapes. Yeah. And that that's happening within our bodies. So to come into balance or into harmony when we're not listening to those crazy sounds in the environment that are hurtful and we do listen to peaceful sounds that we like to hear or sound healing instruments that are, that are in harmony and are specific, specifically tuned to health and where our body is supposed to be, it's fascinating. If we could see in a microscope, I bet that'd be really cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like when, um, when that, like, like the holistic people who are doing this healing work tell you like, Oh, you need time in nature. And I think part of that is because like, like you were saying, we're being bombarded by all these Mm -hmm. sounds and stresses and everything. When we're in our everyday lives, you know, just being here in the city, um, I have a, a, I'm pretty sensitive to the sounds that are happening outside because I grew up in a place that was very rural. And so we didn't have a lot of that, you know, like sirens and stuff Mm -hmm. going off all the time. So when I moved to Austin, it took me a while to get used to it, you know, just like being able to sleep through all the traffic and the sound and noise and people just constantly, just nonstop, it never stops. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And, uh, you know, growing up out in the middle of nowhere, you forget how quiet it is, like, especially when you go back from being in a city Mm -hmm. and then you go out into the forest or into, like, you know, anywhere outside. And uh, it's just super quiet. And you're like, wow, I can hear myself breathing. Yeah.
3: You know, it's really
0: nice. But yeah, yeah, my whole point was that it is healing. Like it, people do need that time in nature. Mm -hmm. Like they need to hear the sounds of nature and just the quiet peacefulness, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. And even though we can't hear their sounds, their vibrations are affecting us and it's real calming. And, uh, nowadays there's the whole walking in the woods as a therapy or forest 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 bathing. bathing. Uh Yeah. Uh Which we did as kids, right? (laughs) If we were lucky enough to be near a forest and, uh,
0: did they call it forest, bathing, forest now? bathing? I think it
2: came from Japan. Oh, I wouldn't wow. doubt it. Mm-hmm. They're,
1: they're, they know their things.
0: Yeah. I, I like how you said that at the beginning too, a sound bath, mm-hmm. you know, it makes yeah, a lot of sense. Yeah, you're bathing in the sound mm-hmm. or you're
1: bathing in the forest. Uh, and yeah, like we're not aware of what's happening, but just to check out, to get in our bodies and notice, not with our brain. Oh, that's an oak tree. There's a squirrel right there. Oh, there's a fly. It's, How can you walk through nature or be in a situation, especially nature, it's really nice, and just notice and be with it. And you don't have to put a label or a word to it. You're just being with it and see how that feels.
0: Yeah, I like doing that. It's funny you bring that up now because I just recently, uh, I I was listening to someone or something. Yeah, you know what it was? It was the Seth book. And it was, they, he was talking about, um, y- do you know who Seth is? It's like this channeled material. There's a, there's a couple of books written on it anyway. Just called Seth? It's
2: The Nature of Personal Reality by Jane Roberts was the author who channeled this higher oh, being. Oh, Seth is Seth. the
1: being. Mm-hmm. No, tell yeah,
0: me. It's super good. I, I, I love it actually. And it was surprisingly, it was written in the seventies, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's so relevant for today, but, um he talks about like how you can create your own reality and that you know uh, your thoughts and emotions and everything and your beliefs are what make your life what it is you know it's like so and it's so true anyway um he said something about how um how uh, now i'm gonna forget what it was because i got off on the on the seth topic was it
1: through the forest
0: it was um yeah, I don't know. It'll come to me. Too bad, too, because it was good. Oh, <laughs> you can fade into it. It's into like, it later. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. You should check out the set stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, It's really good. You know, even after going back and listening to this conversation again, I still can't remember what I was gonna say there.
1: Uh, do you know who the Hathors are? Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I've heard of them. You through the Paul Hubbard stuff that. Yeah. you used. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah but but
1: I, the love beings from Venus.
0: Yeah. Can you describe what they are? Cause I really don't know.
1: Uh, Tom Kenyon is who I've uh, been listening to or who I'd love to listen to and who brought the Hathors to my attention. Um, and Paul Hubbard is dear friends with one of my teachers Oh, and they go to Egypt together every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I was in the school through San Francisco, it brought on various teachers from all over and, and Randy was one of them. And, uh, He's, he's such a fascinating being and he brought them up I believe it was him and how Tom Kenyon uses his sound for healing through his voice and he channels the Hathors and so we could probably find something and play it there's like DNA activation sounds there's just love sounds and it's it's quite beautiful it's also some of it's I'll just say interesting i love it but i don't know if it's for everybody but it's worth a listen and just to just really just be with that sound and see what what you feel
2: i've listened to his stuff before yeah and it does it's powerful and um brings me into an altered state for sure but like i think what whatever you said to sort of preface it is that some of these sound healing things the sounds to our normal everyday ears is like, that's weird, mm-hmm. but it's not about like, it's just about the
1: effect it has on yeah, you. Just feel it. Mm-hmm. Give it a chance. Yeah. And a lot of uncomfortability in our lives is something, a seed deep down inside of us knocking on our door saying, hey, you're un- I'm making you uncomfortable because this is an opportunity to work through something that you've tucked deep down inside that you didn't want to face maybe because of survival maybe because you were just busy in life or you just didn't want to face it, so you put it behind you or deep inside. And if you can take through sound even, when, you're, when it makes you uncomfortable, just be with it. See if you can breathe and calm and see what, if you can open that door, what comes through. A healing comes through. So one other experience I had at that
2: school that has to do with sound healing, so after I was now a believer of sound healing from that first class, people in the class were telling me, oh, you have to try, Um, the teacher does this one kind of healing. I think he called it the Vogel sound healing or something like this because it used special crystals that are cut in that style that's called Vogel. Um, But it's basically, it had sort of a massage table bed and then there was like a metal arm next to it and then he had these Vogel-shaped crystals, which are special for healing. And then um, light would come through them for the chakras. And he would point that crystal. Mm-hmm. And then he went all the way across the room. <laughs> so, so I was kind of like, oh, this is weird. He's like not even next to me. He went across the room, but he started toning. And I can remember again I was still kind of very new to that this whole idea that sound could heal so it was so shocking to me but it was it was like I remember it was either the sound or the vibration but it was like I knew it was like sort of coming towards me and then suddenly it went into my heart chakra and then I just started bawling (laughs) but it was like this kind of slow motion thing like and then it goes into my heart chakra and then it was so powerful but um yeah. That was a really, really cool yeah. experience. Sound um, will break through. Mm-hmm. You don't have a choice. That, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, but in a, in a really great way, yeah. right? Like you have this like old, stuck thing there that you mm. don't even know what is there. And then the, the sound just kind of pierces into that and breaks it up, breaks it all up and dissolves it. Mm-hmm. And then you're just really open and, and everything's flowing. Yeah.
1: And the good part about that, um, and the healing thing, and it can it can correlate to other modalities too, is and like what you do, when something happens like that, something profound, and you get such a release of emotion, or um, you know something's triggered and something comes comes out, the person doesn't have to face it; it can be broken apart, and it can be removed with the help of the practitioner, and so it's. It's not reliving something that you don't need to relive or that you tuck down for a reason. It's being broken apart and spread out and recycled and renewed. Yeah,
2: that's that's such a good point because I think, um, you know, as a hypnotherapist, a lot of times people think that in order to heal something, they need to figure it out or relive it. And that's not the case. Mm-hmm. That's what, you know, I tell people it's an, it's an energy. And so, yeah, in that instance, um, I had no idea what the sadness, it didn't bring up any memory. It was just this huge, like, energy, this emotion that moved through me and I allowed it to and it cleared. And yeah, I didn't have to know if that was from this lifetime mm-hmm. or from another lifetime
1: that I was carrying. You just shift and you yeah. feel better. And being able to release any of those stagnated stagnation or blocks of energy is crucial. It's critical to our human being part because we've got all the meridians and the channels and the points and everything and our organs and all of that. And through ancient times, I mean, we've heard of meridians. We've heard of chi, um, ki, prana. They all mean the same thing. It's just trying to make its way into our world um, because it's not medical. It's all energetic. Or it's you know, working with the, the electromagnetism of our bodies. Did you know that our heart is the strongest part because it's pumping blood, um, and that that pumping system creates so much electricity or electromagnetism mm-hmm. that it's, it, it's the biggest field around our bodies.
0: Yeah, I can imagine there you know, if you're measuring a, like electromagnetic energy, that would that definitely would be where all the action is because mm-hmm. I mean think of all the movement that's happening there you know not only is the heart beating itself you know the muscles are all contracting and then the the flow of yeah. the liquid uh, through it you know and, and in the different directions and that's got to create a big energy field
1: mm-hmm. you know it's a big conductor yeah yeah definitely and and with that you can use sound to to free that as well specific sounds, whether it's for the heart, the actual organ, or for the blood, or the circulatory system. So another modality is using high frequency. So I've got this body pillow that's weighted and it has speakers in it, mm. and it's high frequency. So if somebody needs something systemic, a lot of times is brain and nervous system, endocrine system, respiratory, circulatory, digestive, any of those, we can work through all the tones on on the um, chest and upper body with the high frequencies to break that up and bring it back to a healthy state
3: yeah
1: it's really cool but during that i always put headphones on and play either binaural beats or some kind of um, brainwave activity because the high frequencies are like ee! Oh, ee!
0: Yeah. <laughs> and that's not
1: super relaxing <laughs> yeah. wow
0: so um have you ever had clients or you yourself have you had like real breakthroughs kind of like what tiana has described like
1: yeah actually every time i work on somebody i feel i feel it too i just got a session because i'm in the room oh right with the sounds i might not be on the bed but they're still vibrating in the room and walking into that into that room you can feel it immediately Mm. but after after the session because i've started it on that sacred level and then really tuned in with them and I have to be really calm and a clear vessel and grounded and connected and then really focus on all the sounds and the healing that automatically puts me into a state of healing and so when I'm finished I'm super at peace.
0: I bet. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean it's work too but it's it feels good. It's not as as comfortable as when you're on the table. Sometimes I'll just put it on and lay on the table, <laughs> but I can't do all all the things. Like I can't strike all the bowls and do yeah do all that for myself. But I can do a couple of them, and then even just ringing one bowl, and and it's really cool too. I didn't bring a big one, but if it's big enough to fit on your head, have you ever seen that? Uh, it looks a little ridiculous, but it's it's kind of <laughs> awesome you might be able to fit it on your head, where you put the bowl on your head and then you strike it pretty lightly and then you just hear the And so that is going directly in your ears. Yeah. And into your brain.
0: Well, that sounds pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I'd like to try that. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should do that, Tim. Do you want yeah. to see
1: if one of those fit on your, in your head?
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe after. It, <laughs> <this thing. laughs>
1: and if there's a huge one, you can put your feet in it, too. Give your oh, feet cool. a little bath. Because you've got chakras on the bottom of your feet as well. And then all the channels are coming out there. And that's where you root. Uh, and so you can put your feet in a bowl mm. and strike it and sing it and ring it. And your feet vibrate. And it's like getting getting your like acu acupressure uh, massage.
0: So you do reiki too? Mhm. So when you're giving someone reiki, do you ever put the bowls on them? Oh, always. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. combine
1: all of it. Oh. So I I have have the reiki in the room before you get there as well. Um and then sit with you while the bed is on. Mhm. And then do do all the bowls and okay. everything at the same like at the same time when it's ringing and then do some reiki and then if if, if their body seems okay with moving on to the crystal bowls, I'll do that, but the crystal bowls, if somebody has a fragile nervous system, which a lot of people can, or there's um, some real deep emotions and pains that aren't quite ready to come to the surface, if you need to just ease them out, I wouldn't use those bowls. Tibetan bowls are beautiful for that, and the vibroacoustic um, and the energy work and crystal and stuff like that, but the, I can play the the crystal bowls, too, but those are so deep, like delta deep, where it just is like, you can really feel it, and it just, on that deep level of organs and cells, it just moves everything, and it's like the vibration within your body is, is pretty incredible. So who is yeah definitely
2: gonna play? Um, who who would the or what scenarios would the crystal the big crystal bowls be good for?
1: So they are really relaxing. Um, if somebody's really ready to move and shift, if they're coming to see me and they're really ready to work on something. Um, that's me every day, right? Yeah. Same. I'm like, I always want to use those, and then I know, like, go deep. Just use the elbows. Uh, yeah. So it's they're they're beautiful, and you can you can strike them in different ways. You sometimes I'll just hit them real gently, just to have a little bit of it there, just to shuffle it around, and then then check in and see how they're doing, and that, and maybe I can do it a little bit more and check back in and if they seem okay then I'll really um get it going and if not then I'll move on to something else
0: have you ever overwhelmed someone with that
1: uh like once or twice yeah um yeah somebody was like well like you could just see they're they uncomfortable and so I just like you can touch them Mm -hmm. and they and the sound stops and then just do real gentle gentle healing to kind of bring their nervous system back to a state of calm.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I imagined because you said like, you know, some people can be fragile and I thought, Oh, maybe she's experienced that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and one of my friends one time wasn't speaking up and she was like, Oh my gosh, that was just so intense. Like intense, like good or intense, like bad. like, I don't know. Oh, but she's not the type. She was just
0: taking it. She just wasn't saying it. Yeah. yeah. But she's not
1: the type to, um, express a lot so I think in the long run it was probably good yeah because it can move things through and after a sound session you're still processing you asked earlier how long can you feel it for Um, it's kind of up to you Hmm. Um, but again if you can can, if you can be kind to yourself for the rest of that day or at least for a few hours it will continue to resonate within you and you will continue to process So things that you didn't know were happening or you're like, oh, I'm just here to feel good and to relax, why do I keep thinking about something that happened in childhood or in my relationship or what am I doing with my life? You know, a lot of deep questions will come up and if you allow the processing while you're in a healthy, balanced state, you can have, your body will give you the answers.
0: Yeah, I think that's important. Like you have to um, be aware of what's happening in your mind when you go through these experiences, Mm because that's important. Yeah, it's like your your way of telling yourself, like, "Hey, there's something here."
1: Mm -hmm. Mhm. And how can you go from those thoughts into your body, like bowing the mind to the heart, you know, and asking your heart to speak instead of your Mm -hmm. mind? Yeah. Feeling it, allowing yourself to feel. And that gives you the answers. You might have to sit with it for a while. You might not. But allowing the thoughts to calm and you don't have to think too hard about what was that? Okay, what is that? that? Okay, I'm thinking, I'm thinking these things. Just shh. And get into your body and into your heart and say, what, heart, what was that? What do you have to tell me? And you'd be surprised what you feel.
0: Yeah, I like that. Should we play the big yeah. ones now? Yeah
1: play it right
2: next to tim i'm gonna describe this for the listeners so
0: she has uh four bowls here and she played the earlier she played the two smaller ones and now she has these really big um crystal bowls they're they're made out of crystal and quartz crystal and um they're probably i don't know how I, i don't know what Um, object in everyday life I can compare it to, but it's um, it's good, they're good size let's just say that, they're big You
1: could put your head in it
0: Yeah, You could definitely put your head inside these Yeah.
1: So the same thing with the metal bowls there's different strikers, there's a rubber mallet, because it's crystal and so fragile, um, you don't want to hit it hard at all, it will break and they're so powerful that if you play them to their power and they're too close to one another they could shatter just like a voice shatters a glass, and it hits that resonance. Did that ever happen to you? No, thankfully. Oh. No. Mm. Um, I don't personally like to play that yeah. loud, um, so.
0: I'm gonna, I'll move the microphone closer, too. Right,
1: if so you can hear this? Yeah. So I'm gonna do one at a time first, just like the Tibetan bowls, so you can hear what it sounds like. But with these, something really magical happens when you play two together. Yeah. So this first one is the note of B, which I use for the crown, which is the top of your head. to let it go all the way out with the sound. And then be in that stillness. And this next one is the note of A for the throat chakra.
0: It's pretty amazing because I took my headphones off and it's a completely different experience without the headphones because it's doing something um, unusual with the microphones and the way the sound is bouncing off the walls, I think, because because we have three microphones going and this is a small room. Those things are putting off a lot of vibrations that are bouncing around here and then going into the microphones. And it's, the effect is really weird on yeah. the audio here through the headphones, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's very weird, but There's it's really sound. cool mm-hmm. because you can hear the, the, um, I don't know what you would call that, but it gets louder and then softer and then louder mm-hmm. and then softer and then louder. And it just keeps going and going and going. Um, yeah. So
1: yeah, you can, f- you can feel and hear the vibration and the resonance bouncing all over the place and yeah. in your body. Yeah, and then when you play the two together, what a difference that makes!
3: Yeah,
0: if something happens with the vibrations of bouncing off each other. Mm-hmm. I guess from the two bowls. Yeah, because and in
1: a sound bath, that's what you get for like at least thirty minutes up to an hour. Wow! Yeah, with, that... with with all seven bowls. So for the seven chakras in your body, so they're all getting activated. And what I like to do is start usually from the root, because everybody needs grounding, mm-hmm. and and do one at a time and do a visualization with you um, for each area of the body. Maybe there's a color, maybe there's an emotion, and then make your way all the way up, and then just start pairing them up depending on what's needed in the room. Okay. So you can choose how to pair. And those two would be the, the crown and the throat.
0: Okay, that's what these two are, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to go see you, because that sounds awesome. It's pretty cool. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond the Illusion. In part two of this episode, we're going to be continuing this conversation with Valerie, and then I'm going to describe my experience of what it was like to go see her as a client. I'd also like to say thank you to Casey Henson for providing all the music. Take care.